0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Followers, and I speak for your ex-followers, and I speak. For
0: it's recording.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, today <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit off topic and go back to the roots. <laughs> uh, I'm coming back uh, with a uh, former guest, one of my favorite uh, favorite guests of the past, because of her involvement uh, in one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Chuck, uh, it's Patricia Ray. How you doing, Patty?
0: I'm doing great. I'm really, uh, you know, um, I'm really active and pursuing and being very vocal about so many things, so I'm really appreciative uh, to get this moment to speak with you. I try to
1: keep it open, (laughs) Absolutely, 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 and this has been a show for for passions lately, and uh, even though it, it's nice to get off topic of what I've been talking about, we're going to talk about some serious issues with you today, and uh as you asked me, and I've always made it clear to to all my guests, you have something to say, you will always have an open channel to come on and speak, so I'm glad to have you on, and I'm always happy to talk to you, Patty. Um, let's see, so your main thing you wanted to talk about, this came out of left field for me, and I haven't really been following it, so... I'm glad you brought it up because now, now we can talk about it, and that was when Frances uh, McDermott won the award at the Oscars. Uh, she made a call to action for a diversity writer in Hollywood for, uh, I guess, to have more people of ethnic races and sexes to be able to have involved in directing and writing and acting uh, in, in Hollywood. That, Did I that have that right?
0: Yes. It's, uh, basically, it's a writer or an addendum um it's an inclusion writer and so what a uh a-list celebrity or a-list director or like a showrunner can request this addendum to be added to their contract to um encourage diversity in hiring um hiring uh actors and crews above the line and below the line so females minorities you know um uh the LGBTQ community people with disabilities um so that's a great thing that she brought up, up at the end, very end of her speech everyone was like what did she say i thought she said write to w r i p e r and so then everybody started googling what did Francis frances McDermott say so um yeah, so this inclusion writer was created by um, Stacey Smith, who's a professor at USC and Kalpala Kalpana Kotagal, a civil rights uh, attorney. And they drafted this wording, you know, to say that, you know, uh, movies fail to feature females and underrepresented racial ethnic groups, the LGBTQ community, people with disabilities. And they, so they drafted this inclusion writer. The problem is that the inclusion writer isn't something that's readily available. So you can't just look it up and read it. You have to actually, um, purchase it from them. You have to purchase the wording from them. And I guess that's a way for them to make money on this. But my issue with that is, if you're trying to promote diversity in the film industry and you've kind of come up with this brainchild, wouldn't it behoove you to just offer this language for free and find a different way to, to you know, um, I guess capitalize on it? Because the studios are not going to pay um, to get this language included into a contract, especially when they're at risk possibly for reverse discrimi- discrimination lawsuits because someone, a white, you know, Caucasian actor or uh, cinematographer could say, hey, I didn't get that job because of that inclusion writer and I'm suing the production company or the studio because they were forced by the A-list actor or showrunner or director to put this inclusion writer in, you know what I'm saying?
1: That yeah,
0: is, I was going to ask about that, and that's a concern. Yeah, it is. It is a concern, and that's I think one of the reasons why nobody even heard of this agreement or this um, rider per se. Um, the other thing is that you know someone like Frances McDermott, yeah, it's easy for her to say, "Oh, inclusion rider, you know, let's get let's get on that." How many times has she? requested that in her contracts because if you look at her resume i mean she's married to one of the cohen brothers and they're notorious for doing primarily white male projects <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I it was right, very right. Ironic for this woman to say this when she's you know she's she's benefited from all of this kind of non-inclusion films I thought it was kind of funny. What do you think?
1: (laughs) think Are you trying to say you think she's being hypocritical or do you think maybe she's actually starting to see that there's a need for this and just speaking out? I mean, I know people get accused all the time of taking that opportunity to, to showboat and act like they are part of a cause when, you know, when they're just trying to elevate themselves. Uh, but she doesn't really need that elevation. I imagine maybe she just sees it for what it is, and finally is making a statement about it. Is that not a possibility?
0: Well, I applaud her if she actually goes on in her next film projects to actually implement this writer into her um, contract. You know, we'll, we'll have we'll, you know, the, we'll have to wait and see what happens actually. And I know that the SAG-AFTRA is coming up with a new language to kind of include parts of this um, rider into contracts, you know. Uh, but the problem is that studio heads, like I said, there's also in part of the rider is a penalty fee for not complying with it. So what studio is going to allow it, an A-list celebrity to include this addendum that they could possibly be fined for if they apply with it? So, and if you look at the studios, they're all run by white males. There's only one female that runs a studio, which is um, a minority, a female. Uh, Stacey Snyder at 20th Century Fox is the only female that's chief of a Hollywood studio. So... You think the other this um, this uh, men's club is gonna allow that to happen? I don't think so. I think we're gonna have to start uh, on a smaller scale by actually hiring um, the showrunners and uh, and uh, directors of my you know minorities in that, and then let it kind of trickle down. I don't know. If that's my feeling. I I would love for it to work. I just don't know how realistic it is because it hasn't been implemented for a reason, you know.
1: Right. Well, you're in you're in the industry. You're you're always fighting for those jobs. You know better than I do. In a perfect world, you would think that you wouldn't need to make these riders. You have to make these contract inclusions that people would just be selected based on uh, they were best for that role. Uh, they were best for that role, whether it be a great... Or a cameraman or a director or a studio head or an actor, you know. Exactly. Um,
0: The the problem with Hollywood, as you know, it's all based on nepotism. And so, like, groups that work together are going to bring their crew with them, you know, like a DP is going to bring their, you know, their uh, gaffers and their their electrical people because they've already worked with them. So it's really hard to break into the industry. If you're a minority, if you're a female and you're a female DP and you want to, you know, break into e-television. The studios need to, I think, implement more programs. The FBC and CBS, I think, have a, um, a program for minorities where they can shadow uh, directors that are uh, working on television. And I know some of my friends have moved up in those ranks but maybe they have, you know, if they had a program like that for actors, that would be great. If I could shadow a famous actress on a TV show and then be be cast in a show, that would be lovely.
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, I want to know, I want to know your opinion on this because you mentioned it earlier, the idea that there's only one female head uh, overseeing a, a, a studio. Do you think that's because of Lack of available spaces for people who aren't white males, or do we think it's lack of effort on the part? You know, are, are there not other nationalities, other sex, uh, sexual preference people, other uh, race people, other you know, women looking for those roles? Is it is, it, is there a demand for those roles by those particular people? I, I wouldn't know.
0: Um, I don't, I think that it's, um, it's just a question of it's a boys club. And so when you're right. thinking about who's going to, who's going to head a multi-billion dollar studio, um, you don't, want, you want someone that's strong and who's going to be able to roll with the punches, who's not going to cave under pressure, who's going to, who's going to be respected, who, you know, is not going to be, um Uh, you know, bow to the pressures of the job and men feel like they're the best candidates for those jobs, you know, because they've been groomed to do those jobs. So I think we need to start programs from, you know, grade school if you want to track into a certain industry, whether it be like, you know, um, the uh, tech industry then ch- women are, you know, girls, the same skills that men are all automatically offered, you know?
1: Right, I, absolutely, absolutely. So you're saying there's a mentality already in place and that. So do you think there's a deterrent? Do you think there may be U.S. people uh, trying out that, that are, people who are doing the job because they believe that they're not going to get that opportunity anyway? Do you, do you think there's some of that?
0: I just think that there's not enough um, avenues for a, a young woman to get to become the head of the studio because there's not enough opportunities from the be- you know from the bottom I mean how do you become a studio head you have to be an assistant you have to be a this you have to be you know a line producer you have to be a producer and this is an industry where that doesn't necessarily there's no for that right so it's not like you go to school to become right. a studio executive so that's kind of on the on the job training so people in positions of uh, hiring have to be the ones that say you know what I'm gonna open these doors to more female more mi- minorities more people of disabilities um, people of color women the The people at the top have to start opening the doors for the people, the new, you know, a new generation of um, diversity. Otherwise, n- nothing's ever going to change. You know, the movies that we see and are, are going to stay the same.
1: And that's something we want to see. We want to see, and that's like something I alluded to earlier. Is we want to see more proactive move, movement by the studios, by the by by these. Uh, uh, by the industry to make that proactive effort without having to make these causes in contracts right, and uh, that 's a lot to hope for though, right you can't expect that because you know, if you expect it, you just get more of the same uh, it, I think it's great though because just by mentioning diversity rider, just by having the discussion it's making people entry in high places and they 're going to have to start looking at that right now, you know you know Netflix turns down diversity writer and And maybe it's not, maybe they're not being terrible about it intentionally, but it makes them look bad now, right? Because they made that mention of that.
0: Exactly. So now there's a spotlight on the lack of diversity, right? And I also, I think there there needs to be a movement, like audiences need to kind of band together. When you have 25% of the movie-going audience is Latino-based, so they're built. They're they're like a billion dollar uh, industry, bringing so much um, uh, uh, profits to the film industry. And yet we're less we're represented on screen less than three percent, three point one percent of speaking roles are um, cast by Latino actors. So how do you change that? Wow. Well, the movie audience has all the power. They can demand, just like the African-American uh, culture demanded that they they be taken seriously, that they be, you know, um, included in the award shows. Look at all the presenters that we had, um, African-American presenters that we had this year at the Oscars. Latinos need to band right. together uh, as a, as a whole, but it's very difficult because we have, you know, we segregate ourselves. Well, I'm Colombian. I'm Dominican. I'm Cuban. I'm Mexican. You know, so we we have to erase those uh, divisions and just become one culture. We're all Latino. We all speak Spanish. The other problem is that they're not even using Latin Americans in films. When they are using uh, Latinos in films, yeah. they're still they're still foreign. They're either from Mexico or from Guatemala, or from Colombia. They're ignoring the whole Latino American population in the United States, first, second, third generation uh, Latino Americans that speak English. And that's not happening with Asians or Indians. I mean, they're doing... much better in terms of visibility and uh, the kind of uh, quality of the roles that they're getting on television and film. Uh, I think that Latinos are still very far behind, but again, it all comes down to the executive making it a priority to hire Latinos, to hire women, to hire LGBTQ, you know, LGBTQ, um, and that is right. what's going to change the demographic and the audience is demanding it you know saying i'm not going to go see a movie i want to see a uh, a latino uh brown panther i want to be the brown cat woman
1: <laughs> right right or oh, you don't want to see a white man play uh an Anglo-white man play a samurai, right? <laughs> like that. Exactly. hmm so, so, I mean, you
0: know,
1: it's funny. It takes me back to I just recently watched a movie. It's a few years old now. It was about the origin of the Doctor Who show in uh, BBC. And was it a
0: documentary? It
1: was, it was, yeah, basically. It, it was, like, based on based on the creation of Doctor Who in its first years with the first actor. And the thing was, this woman, uh, Verity Lambert, this guy, Cindy Newman, in BBC, saw something in her and named her to produce her, and nobody was happy with that. And they wanted her to fail. And she just couldn't fail. And that's one of those, you know... And I thought, wow, man, if I was, if I was a young woman in the I'd be inspired by that. But some people might say, and I want your thoughts on this, if you are... A post by someone that said, and I'm not saying this for me, I don't think this way, but some people do. If I, if you were a post by someone and they said, you're just not trying hard enough, or you're just not taking that brass ring, it's not Hollywood, it's you making excuses. How would you feel about something like that? That would be pretty insulting.
0: Um, I, w- I would look at it and and see what part I have in it. You know, am I am I not trying hard enough? I mean, I've been at this for 30 years. I think I've given it uh, a good go at it, and I still don't think I've had the success that a lot of my colleagues have had. Um, I consider myself uh, very talented, very hard at my craft. And I'm still, you know, struggling to work and to, um, you know, to break the barriers of ethnicity. I still have to, you know, I still get asked to play characters that come in and read for characters that have accents, that are doing blue-collar jobs. Um, and not even that, but now now when they're casting Latinos, they're actually saying, well, are you Mexican? Because these characters are Mexican." So now they're actually specifying that we actually be the same nationality that the characters are written as, which is really disgraceful. But um, in answer to that, I've been doing my homework and my research and saying, you know, you're right. Why should Hollywood hand me anything? They haven't, you know, they're notoriously um, known for saying, where have you been all all this time after you've made yourself successful? And I'm talking about people like Lena Dunham or um, the two girls that are really, uh, like, breaking all kinds of barriers in in Hollywood with their web series, broad series, Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. And, you know, so taking... Taking, I think writing is the most powerful tool that we have as artists. So if we can't wait around to be cast or to be, um, you know, um, validated, then write something. That's the most powerful thing that you can do. And that's what I'm in the process of writing a web series for myself, for me and my girlfriend, Marlene Forte who's uh, currently um, starring on in Altered Carbon on Netflix. And oh, it's um Yeah, so it's, um, it's you know, com- it's a coming-of-age uh, show for two women who are middle-aging together. So it's two long-term friends who are basically um, aging together. And, you know, they're rediscovering themselves and trying to figure out where they are what's their importance of life in them, in life for them now, because they've been moms, they've been wives, and now they're free to be themselves, but they don't really know who they are without identifying as a wife or as a, you know, um, okay. a mom or a home, a home, um, um, make a carer. and yeah, so it's a comedy, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to shoot it and produce it, and my partner, Matteo Roboto, he's directing it for us, and he'll edit it for us, and then we'll put it up on the web, you know, on YouTube, and then that's the only thing I have power over, is to create my own content. So I can't sit around and say, uh, hey. you're not doing it for me. So if somebody says you're, me, you're more not doing enough, enough, I'd say, maybe you're right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well we see more and more of that now and with all the streaming options, there's more opportunity to do that. And and I exactly. wanna say that if we're talking about if we're talking about you specifically though, I see your work. I love your work. I think you're I think you're great and and I don't think it's your fault <laughs> for anything oh, that you're not succeeding in. But but I would want you to be one of the most successful ones because Sometimes being, I hate, I hate to do this, I kind of positivity, but sometimes being the nice one that does all the right things gets you burnt and um, it makes it hard for you to succeed because you want to do everything the right way. And when someone like that in this industry, someone like you in this industry to succeed, I know you're the type that's going to give back. And that's why I want to see someone like you succeed. That's how I work. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. And, and um, I have I've uh, definitely, like I said, I've struggled and I've uh, I've had, that, you know, tremendous success and I've had tremendous failures. Um, and I'm at a point in my life where I either take the next step, which is, you know, create my own content, um, because I want to shape my own image. I don't want someone in, a, you know, white executive at a studio to shape the image that I want to portray as. You know, an actor. I want to be in control of that. And the only way I can do that, I have to practice what I preach, right? I can't tell other young actors, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, own your image, identify and create content for yourself if I'm not doing it. So um, that's it in a nutshell. Diversity, right? And and create your own content. (laughs) And the squeaking well, wheel gets things, oil. I, I
1: think it's fair to say that the, 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 the business, the entertainment industry, any aspect of it, is hard enough as it is for even, for even a white male. So to have – and know it exists because I haven't talked to anyone, yourself included. Or, um, I've interviewed a lot of people on this show in the industry in some aspect of other. and i haven't talked to anyone that's a different nationality or female that hasn't said the same things that you're saying that hasn't had the same concerns that we're hearing about in the media that doesn't run into the same uh the, the, the same prejudices and the, the fact of the matter is that it's hard enough without having that and it, it is a real thing and i don't want people to forget that um you know, because I'm saying I'm playing a little double advocate with some of these questions. I, I do want to say this. I read today, you may have read this. Oh, by the way, by the way, because it's today, I know I'm all over the place. Sorry, Patty. <laughs> Happy Women's Day. We're recording this on Women's
0: Day. Happy Women's oh, Day. Oh, yes. Happy International Women's Day to all the women out there who fight the good fights. I salute you.
1: Now, now do you, and yes, to all the women, yes, Patty are in today on Netflix was people are angry because John Favreau, who's done a tremendous job with the Marvel Universe. Is he the Marvel guy? the Marvel guy, right? He's going to be John Favreau? heading up a live-action... Yeah.
0: Yeah, with yeah. Uh, the director of Iron Man and L. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. He's going to be heading up a live-action Star Wars series. And people are up in arms and angry about it because another white male is trying the shell. Do you think that's taking it to the extreme too much the other way? Do you think do you think we get too caught up in these in these causes? Because sometimes I've only, I've said something about this in the past. Sometimes if we fight too hard, we're actually hurting our own causes. Does that make sense? Or am I off based on that?
0: It, so you're saying that people are upset because he they are having an animated version of Star Wars?
1: A live action Star Wars series. They're saying it's another white male.
0: Well, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Hopefully he'll include some diversity in it. I I don't have a problem with white males creating content. I just want them to reflect a realistic uh, vision of what the world looks like. And we come in all shapes and sizes think you guys don't live on this planet by yourself. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, but
1: I, I think it's wrong to, to have spite for people or be unhappy for people who are successful and are doing good things. I think if John Pfevereaux was a terrible producer, director, writer, whatever, and he was getting all these opportunities, I'd say, okay, let's get kill some more stuff here, okay? but <laughs> him in charge of stars. <laughs> but but that, that's not what this is, no. He was selected for the role, and you should be happy for him. But as long as that we're not losing out on opportunities for other people just as uh, talented and just as capable as he is. Does that, does that make sense, or am I, am I, uh, yes. Am yes. I uh, no, off? No, and you, you're
0: afraid I well. think it
1: went off the rails again for a second.
0: People do take uh, everything to the extreme, like with the whole Me Too uh, movement, you know. I mean, uh, people's lives are being destroyed without um, actual proof, you know. An accusation alone can um, derail someone's whole life. Yes, it, there might be some truth in in the accusation, but you still have to, you know, you go in front of a court and and be um uh you know commit uh, um accused of the crime and you can't you, you can't you can't, can't accuse people without all knowing all the facts either you know my um my manager mm-hmm. uh was Vincent Cerencione and uh, about Three or four weeks ago, he came out in um, the Hollywood Reporter and all the papers that there were nine counts of sexual harassment against him and the company disbanded and ended up without a manager. Um, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. I read the accounts. They said he masturbated in front of some clients and that he used um, uh Leverage against his uh, some of his most of them were african-american women, you know He would say you if you want me to make you as famous as uh, Halle Berry or Taraji P. Henson, I oh, can wow. do that for you, but you need to sleep with me once a month. He never did that to me I don't know I never had direct dealings with him because I was under a, a junior manager um, so I can't speak for that, but his career was ruined and his um, reputation has been ruined. I don't know if they've even gone to court to, you know, uh, accuse him of these things. It's all right now, Um, just accusations. There's no, um, what's it called when you take someone to trial? Um, Charges filed. Yeah, exactly what it is. Right now, there have not been any charges filed. It's all, you know, accusations. And I'm not saying I'm not defending him or his actions, but we do, uh, once we start, like, um, on a train of, like, a movement, we the people who are um, proclaiming all this tolerance, are the sometimes become the most intolerant people to other situations. So I do understand where you're coming from with the John Favreau thing. He should be able to produce the things that he wants to produce because he's successful and, you know, he makes good products. If he then in turn opens the door for other people to do that, that's great that's what he should do with his success like jim yeah i I applaud him because he's taken so many talented women to the next step you know lena dunham um his wife what's her name um melissa mccarthy i mean he's he's said to so many women you're so talented you're not getting a break because hollywood is um, uh, sexist, and he's doing something about that. So that I applaud. I don't know if there no, I was ever hundred- seeing change. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we, yeah, know, you know we, need more. we need more of that. We need people in positions of power to do more things like that. You know, like if, say, for instance, Jennifer Lopez has a production company. And she's putting out uh, Latino content. Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin is creating content for the CW. Look at Eva Longoria, all the content that she's created. She created Devious Maids. And, you know, these are people that are putting their money where their mouth is. And that's how uh, diversity is going to grow, and that's how inclusion is going to grow.
1: I love it. Uh, You're absolutely right. And I know what you're saying about John Favreau, you're saying you like to see him take this role and use it as an opportunity while still doing his job to help others uh, reach a higher point in their career uh, of a diverse nature and make sure that his shows, his programs represent that same diversity that you're talking about.
0: Exactly. That's what he should do. Oh, that's great.
1: Now, we can't make him do it, but we can hope he does it. Exactly, <laughs> you really and, and you can't
0: it. and you can't be angry if you know uh, if he continues to make these movies. What you can do is you know be like be hopeful and be proactive. That's being proactive actually does something, you know, as opposed to just being angry about something.
1: Absolutely, you made a comment earlier, very early in this conversation, that reminded me of something that I'm always saying and tell me how you feel about this, because I, I, I use this to explain why I do my other podcast, and that is that um, we have a lot of important causes in the world, a lot of things going on right now. We're talking about the, 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 the NRA thing, um, we're talking about race, and we're talking about um, uh, uh, homophobia, we're talking about uh, civil rights, this is the race thing, of course, and rape and all these things and sexism in Hollywood. And you take all these things and if, if, if the people who are fighting sexism in Hollywood or in their group fighting sexism in Hollywood are doing what they should be doing, that's important, they need to stand up for that. If the people stand up for civil rights are standing up, marching, doing their thing, they should be doing that and so forth. But to me, even in doing that, if we don't step across the line and help each other out in some way and stand up for someone else's cause, we're no closer to being unified than any other time before
0: um so you're saying that if we don't support each other's causes that we're not uh we're not moving forward right absolutely correct yes i totally agree with you i think um just in general humanity has to walk forward hand in hand we can't be compassionate yes. and um, humane people by sidestepping other people's causes. You know, Black Lives Matter, Oscars So White, the Me Too, the, um, the Dreamers. I mean, this is a country that's a patchwork quilt of so many nationalities and cultures and beliefs. Um, and... We we're a beautiful fabric of colors and some of us um, need help getting um, the rights that we deserve in a country that's set up to promote, you know, um, civil rights and diversity and female empowerment and uh, take care of children and welcome immigrants and we have to definitely be um supportive of each other's causes because it's it's they're all human causes and you can't be exclusive no one's cause is um more deserving than another
1: right absolutely we need to really walk in each other's shoes a little bit um it's funny because uh I think I'm built this too. The biggest wake-up call is when you make a statement not you personally but when someone makes a statement like, um, "Looks like, you know, this last year or two, we've taken some tremendous steps backwards in progress." And and the wake-up call is when someone tells you and reminds you, "No, we just never really moved that far forward as it looked like we did," and, and that's a shame. And I'm hoping that we can that this wake-up call will will be like a call to arms to people to wake up and and be cognitive of that stuff and try to help each turn it out.
0: Absolutely, Um, you know maybe every everything has a, a purpose. Every you know I think every um, every movement is a reaction of a certain climate and the political climate that we are in was. Um, the right set of circumstances for all of these empowering movements that we're seeing right now. So maybe uh, we're not happy with the way our government is operating at the top right now, but it has inspired and motivated so many um, movements right now that maybe that change needed to happen. And it was a boiling point, so you had to have that. That precipice of um anger about the way that things are being handled in order because we had become very complacent, I think in our society yes, because, we, really came from a, <laughs> yes, because we came from a um a presidency that was very you know uh, about compassion and you know about um. Uh, you know, desegregation and pro um, the Black Lives Matters movement came out of it and everything. Um, but we got very complacent about where we are in politics and in terms of social justice. And then it took someone like the Trump administration to wake us up and slap us in the face and say, hey, you know what? We're actually going backwards and we have still a long way to go. So let's get, let's keep moving and let's. Let's support each other and move together forward. Together.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you, you said it is uh, it is so true, and rings true for me. It's, it's sort of like um, it was. People became becoming very uh, depressed, tired by what's been happening in the last couple of years, and feeling like. Oh, my God, this is what humanity's come to that we voted in this, this, this administration the way it is. And the truth is, I feel like, and I feel like if you look at, you know, popular vote, you know, if you want to get political, if you look at the popular vote, you know, the people really did want something different than what we have, and even more so... I think why it happens the way it happened is, and this is a speculation, I don't have any facts to support this. I'm just, this is what I believe. (laughs) I believe complacency, I gotta put that in there, right? Just in case someone calls me out. But I think complacency uh, uh, is what led to, uh, and I think I just made up a new word, but being complacent is what led to uh, um, what we have today. And because it wasn't that we weren't all here Thinking what we're thinking and feeling what we're feeling It's just that the other people who made this happen, made sure this would happen, were louder and more proactive in getting what they wanted. Yeah, And that's yeah. kind of what you're saying. Now it's a wake-up call. Now we need to move forward and we need to be more proactive. I personally, at 40 years old, in the last three years have become much more uh, educated about politics than ever in my entire life. <laughs> I I understand yeah. it so much better now. I think a lot of us are in that boat,
0: honestly. Um, well, people, people just let politics so many, be politics. So many more millennials are reading the newspaper and reading the news now because of our political climate right now. So, if anything, Americans are becoming more educated and they're becoming more vocal and they're becoming more inspired. So I think that this is a really beautiful time in America. I think that some, a lot of growing is happening, and we need to embrace it, and we need to reflect it in our films and uh, in our art. So I think a lot of great art is going to come out of this.
1: Oh, I do. I do, too. I, th- I think we're moving in the right direction. I think more people are starting to wake up. There's still the stubborn people, the people who don't want to give up what's, what they feel entitled to, and we need to work on that a little bit. And I think um, industries as a whole, I don't care if you're talking about a miner's club, <laughs> a miner a minor job or a job in IT or a job in janitorial services, whatever it is in Hollywood. I, I think more and more the people who run these businesses uh, need, to, need to be a little bit more aware of of who works for them and who's creating that type of environment and weed that out so we can have a more productive more diverse environment in the future
0: of course yes and they need to be more cognizant of who they're serving you know
1: yeah oh absolutely who who they're answering to absolutely why would you want to be part of something that promotes uh some kind of hatred or prejudice of course um Speaking of you, because we have you here, I read something uh, in one of your posts right before we got on the phone for the interview here uh, on this woman's day, uh, that you, were you once named an influential Latina woman uh, I, or was last year. Mm-hmm. I was last
0: year. hmm I was named by Hispanic Lifestyles Magazine, uh, a 2017 Latina of influence last year. So, and that was a great nice. honor. Uh, mm-hmm yeah well the latest and congratulations uh, thank
1: you nice <laughs> deserving you very good
0: <laughs>
1: thank you that's awesome that's, wow okay yeah. good deal, good deal. How, how does one get named that did you have to do you did you enter something or did someone like uh, nominate um, you how How do you even...
0: well you know my publicist had um um uh, come up a, across an entry call you know, deserving Mm -hmm. women of uh, uh, Latina descent who have, you know, uh, through their works and their, um, you know, their uh, advocacy and volunteerism and activism have um, strived to improve the lives of uh, other women and um, people in their field. And so she said, well, you're Certainly deserving of that, and so she submitted me, and I was um, selected. Nice.
1: There's no way, you know, people people wouldn't know just from
0: hearing us talking in an interview
1: here, but uh, you all need to check it out. Like uh, I, I've seen this because you know you post things. Uh, you you are active. You are active, and you do a lot of stuff for the community. So uh, good for you. Good for you. That, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you.
0: I'm just trying to empower the next generation of artists that are coming behind me, um, you know, if I had someone that I I could have used as a role model, um, yeah, I think that I would have suffered less and uh, gotten maybe further along faster, but, you know, if I can inspire or uplift or help anybody then everything was worth it
1: awesome man that, that's great that's great I, I love it i love it i love you thank you so much for Thanks, uh, talking Chris. to me today now now what i do every time i do it every user i do the 10 questions we've already done that yeah so i move it on yeah. to a different game that's a little game to end the show with here uh, what I do okay. is three-word association. What that means is we've all seen word association. We you give the first word that comes to mind. But this one gives you the opportunity to say three words, so you're not stuck with just one.
0: Oh, okay. So I'll have a couple I of these three words. Way.
1: Three words on each word, if that make sense to you.
0: So the all first right. one is
1: NRA. A.
0: Hmm. No more guns. All right. At all, like complete, you want to completely abolish
1: guns, so they, they, handguns, hunting rifles, everything, or just the, the, the ones they call weapons of war. Uh,
0: weapons of war.
1: Okay. Yeah. I,
0: um, I don't think I don't think a lot of people truly are trying to
1: take all guns away. I think that's an extremist defense that they go to. As soon as you hear. Uh, bump stocks and semi automatic oh what well, next will be the pistols So <laughs> no, no, that, that's no. not what everybody's saying. Alright, good deal. Alright, so we both enjoyed No your-
0: more guns in children's hands and you know there you go. mentally ill. Anyone who's going to um use a gun to hurt another human being guns.
1: All right. The second one is uh, we both enjoy this. So I'll get your three words. first three words that come to mind on this. Hashtag games.
0: What what was that?
1: Hashtag games. Two words hashtag, hashtag, games. hashtag games.
0: Yes. Um hashtag games. I love them.
1: <laughs> All right, there you go. All
0: right. Hollywood. Uh Hollywood, uh, diversity, inclusion, minorities. All right, <laughs> and last but not least, social media. Social media. Social media. Tone it down. I think. Tone it down.
1: So. Everyone's
0: in, anxiety, looking for everybody. their 15 minutes of fame. Yes. And, um, yeah,
1: yeah, and everybody's trying to show each other up. Are you, uh, you, you know what I like about you is you can totally pull rank and say, "Well, look, you're nobody," but you don't do that. <laughs> you, you blend right in. It's awesome. Um, that's what I like about you. You're one of us, one of us regular people, but
0: just a little bit
1: of <laughs> 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 All right. So, so is there anything else that you wanted to say or talk about before we go? No,
0: I think I'm chatted out. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me a platform. Um it's um it's an honor and a pleasure to be able to um to defend my causes and if I make one little inch of difference then, you know, my whole career is um uh, not in vain. So I appreciate you you giving me a platform. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Love you.